Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia and it is time for the tea. Tea time with Dr. Tarver is not intended to be a substitute for a therapeutic relationship with a provider, but more of a resource for you to continue to reach those wellness goals that you have set for yourself. So let's get into Tea Time with Dr. Tarver's topic today, which is you brought this on yourself, character assassination. So it doesn't really matter if you've wanted to or not wanted to, you have likely seen information about the George Floyd trial over the past couple of weeks. Yesterday, a verdict was reached in that um, court trial and we learned that Chauvin was found guilty of three charges brought against him. But if you were following the news coverage of the trial, you will have probably very easily picked up on the fact that George Floyd was painted in this very negative way. His history of substance use was brought up. His criminal history was not allowed to be entered, but it was something that the defense did want to bring up about him. His mental health was brought up. His physical health was brought up. And all of these things were utilized in an attempt to essentially say, you got what you deserved. So if you had not been engaging in substance use, if you had not had pre-existing health concerns, then you may still have been alive, essentially, was the message. It even went so far that several employees were actually fired from the hospital that had his health information because they were attempting to illegally access that information. And you may ask yourself, well, well, why was that important? Why were these things about him important? Or you may have been on the other side where you said, well, these things were very important because he had he not been a drug user, had he not, and even his stature was brought into the discussion. He's a large man. And so he had to be subdued and compared to these very smaller officers that were trying to get him under control. But I think what ends up happening when we make those kind of comparisons, when we bring up a person's experiences that they have had prior to a particular incident, then what we're engaging in is what we call character assassination. Now, this isn't the first time that character assassination has been used. You probably also have heard a lot about Dante Wright. Uh, and the questions again around him were, well, he had a warrant for his arrest. Why did he get back in the car and try to get away? Uh, when he was shot, why didn't he just stay there? They could have helped him. Why did he take off? Right? So we ask these questions all the time. Why were you there? Um, but, but what did you do, right? I mean, and, and these things, Breonna Taylor is another good example of this as we talked about, well, why was she still dealing with her ex-boyfriend who was a drug dealer? And so clearly she had to be doing something wrong. If she had not been dealing with someone who had that kind of history, then she may still be alive, right? So, and, and we often, I think, try to distance ourselves from people. And so we'll make these comments about them, these things that uh, we don't necessarily know were a factor, but they kind of make us feel a little better, right? So what is character assassination? Character assassination is a willful and intentional 
attempt to tear down someone based on characteristics that they have, character assassination. So it may be um, things like what they look like. It doesn't necessarily always have to be in regards to these racial incidents. It could be their weight. It could be uh, their physical stature. It could be their skin color. It could be their hair texture. Um, it could be where they work or you, why'd you work there? Uh, why were you wearing that, right? So we've kind of talked about this a little bit in terms of the rape culture that we've discussed where we do victim blaming. And a side effect of character assassination is that it attempts to devalue people and just reduce them to a mistake or a characteristic that they have, their mental illness. And it engages in this cycle of what I consider to be praying and pretending. So, oh, well, I'm just going to pray for the family and pray for the, the victim. Um, and then we pretend this doesn't really exist. So I really want us to move forward in our healing and our wellness by being able to address character assassination. So how do we even get here? Well, character assassination, uh, in my opinion, is something that is learned. And so we ask ourselves, well, what exactly are we learning with that? Well, the truth, that there, the truth is that there are a lot of factors that affect our perceptions. There are a lot of factors that affect our, our values and our understanding. So these all contribute to biases and stereotypes that we develop. And often character assassination really is about a person's motives, the why, the underneath, right? So I frequently talk about, we don't ask the right question. The why is the question in this particular case. Why do we want to devalue someone and to make it seem essentially like they are responsible for something that happened to them that was not necessarily within their control or a desired outcome for that matter. Well, often our desire to discredit others is more or less about us making ourselves look better. So these behaviors are rooted in shame, insecurity, and fear. So in order for my behaviors not to be called out, not to be acknowledged in any kind of unhealthy way, then what I'll do is I'll tear you down. And so I can give you several examples of what this might look like. So let's say you're in the work environment. You're in the work environment. You are doing amazing. You are moving right up in the company, slated to be promoted for something. And then all of a sudden, the environment changes. You come in one day and people are looking at you. Might, might notice a little whispering. Uh, you, you're not invited to meetings in the same way. People aren't asking you for your expert opinion anymore. And you think, well, what happened? What's different? That promotion that you were slated to receive all of a sudden was given to someone else and you can't understand why. And then somebody sends you a snapshot of an email that wasn't sent to you. You were intentionally left out. In this email, it is describing a pattern of behaviors that are yours, but you actually didn't engage in them. That you steal people's work, that you're a backbiter, that you're gossiping, that you're tearing down the company outside, that you're sleeping around in the company to try to get promoted, that you know somebody in upper management and you were only hired because you knew this person, because you don't even really have any skills and you're a pretender, you're a fake, and you're thinking, this stuff isn't true, where is this coming from? But essentially what has happened is somebody saw you as competition, so they started spreading these rumors about you and this is what we like to do, we attach to rumors, we attach to negative things it is very easy for us to believe negative things as opposed to stopping questioning the source, the timing, 
Like this is odd. Nobody's ever seen any examples of this. Why is this coming out all of a sudden? We don't think about that. We immediately go to, ooh, we got some tea, we got some gossip. Perhaps you've been in a relationship with somebody and they were amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. These first 90 days have just been magical. They are people that their coworkers like. They are people that the family talks about. They do great stuff in the community. They're well known and you think to yourself, now I've got myself a good catch. Then all of a sudden one day, behind closed doors, this person becomes somebody you've never seen before. They are demeaning and aggressive and violent. They are critical and destructive. And you are thinking to yourself, who are you? You have never exhibited any behavior like this, but they only do it behind closed doors with you. So one day you ask somebody like, hey, you've known this person for a long time. Have you ever seen any of these behaviors? I'm just a little confused. This person goes back and tells your partner what you said. And then your partner says, how dare you tell anyone anything negative about me? And they start ripping you to shreds. People are now wondering about your mental health. This is where we hear a lot of the crazy. Oh, this person is crazy. They have this history. Why do you think they haven't been in relationships that have lasted longer than a couple of years? Because people find out they're really a whack job, right? And you're like, what in the world is happening around me? I'm none of these things. But people believe it because people want to be able to separate themselves from this behavior and put it on someone else. It's like reality TV. And so you're thinking like, I've got to be being pumped. What is going on here? But the reality is we do these things all the time. We just happen to do them on social media. We happen to do them in our conversations at the dinner table. When you hear about that good gossip in the church and you think, yeah, that's what I heard about that. I know this person does all of these things. You begin to question this person's mental health and wellness. You begin to question whether or not they are a person that's promiscuous. We love to attach um, some deviancy to people's behaviors, often common behaviors that we all have. But when we're in this place of talking about other people, all of a sudden these things become awful characteristics. People will even go back and say, well, you know, they only scored an 18 on the ACT. What? What does it have to do with anything? But this is the place we go to because it sets up this case, if you will, this profile of this person that surely must be all of these negative things that I've heard about. So how do we get out of this? It is a really destructive pattern. And oftentimes when it's not us, when it's not people that we love and care about, we're making comments because it's easy to do so. But then once it affects us, we look at the situation a little different. It's very hurtful to have people say things about you that aren't true. But more importantly, that people who you love and care about who know you and have seen uh, all of these aspects of who you are, but even they believe it, knowing that they've never seen any evidence of any of that kind of behavior before. So it goes, it takes us to a place of shame. Now, mind you, this behavior comes out of fear and shame. A lot of our behaviors are rooted in those things, insecurities. And so now I'm developed those things. And so I withdraw, I pull back, I disappear because I don't want people to see me, right? So what do we do to get out of this? And character assassination can occur when it comes to racial incidents. It can come um, across when it comes to relationships. We like to take sides. It can be in your work environment. So there are a lot of ways that this can show up in your friendships. Um, so we want to really kind of address this in multiple ways. So one, what we want to do is we want to check these stereotypes and biases we have. 
Um, so that halo effect that is, hey, if you look like me um, and I can connect with you and I see these positive characteristics of you, possibly because of your title, maybe who you are in the community, a police officer, a pastor, uh, maybe you're a CEO of a company, then I think positive things about you. I attribute positive characteristics. I hold on to information that confirms, confirmatory bias, if you will, who I think you are in this very positive way. On the other side of that spectrum, we have the horns effect. So if I see negative things, or I perceive you to be in a negative space, I have these negative biases towards you, possibly because of your gender, your ethnicity, your size, then I'm going to find all the evidence that I can, uh, confirmatory bias, to, to be able to justify these negative thoughts that I have about you. So we need to check those things. Like, where is this information coming from? How have I formed these biases and stereotypes that I have? Am I generalizing to a group of people what an experience was with one person? Am I only taking information that I'm seeing on social media and I'm taking that to be truth? And a lot of times I encourage people, consider the source of information for several reasons. One, is this actual factual information? We know that a lot of these phishing websites, these phishing social media sites, they will put out these sensationalized headlines and we just click right on because we're like, oh, again, the juicy dirt, the gossip, the tea, right? Is this actually a credible source? And social media in itself is not a credible source. So let me really be clear about that. Credible sources are going to include research information. There's going to be uh, objective information. Court documents would be factual information that could be entered. Um, when we're talking about research, we want to consider who the sample was. Was the sample diverse? Or is there some skewed information coming out of this research? If I say 85% um, of people think that George Floyd was actually guilty of uh, being able to be on, uh, being on drugs and being responsible for his own death. And so what I did was I literally interviewed 10 people, all of which had the same perspective. None of them had any kind of degrees. None of them had any evidence. They were just going on social media. Yeah, they meet the 80% because eight out of 10 is 80%, but is that factual information? No, it's not, right? So I wanna make sure that I'm checking this information. I need to learn about what is actual and factual information sources, right? So a lot of times you can look up sources that come through and they'll say they're a spoof kind of website. They, they do parodies, things that aren't true. So you don't wanna follow those kind of sites. And you also don't wanna follow sites that are just citing other social media sites as their reference points, right? So making sure that as I'm making a decision about someone, or some information that I actually have an accurate enough information base to be able to pull from to make um, a good decision about how I think about a certain situation. Also, don't just be around people that think like you. It is important that we're around a variety of people that have diverse perspectives to open us up to different ways of thinking about things. This is how we check some of that confirmatory bias that we have, right? So if everybody around me is in the amen course and they're gonna like, yeah, girl, everything you say is true. Yeah, man, you're right, okay. Right? That doesn't really challenge me. So I need to be around thinkers, people who are experts in the field, people who do research, people who tend to be more objective in their perspectives. You might want to join an organization that diversifies your perspectives. You want to look at your different types of bias, understand what they are, understand your stereotypes that you have, what is forming them, 
and actually put a person's face on something as opposed to a generalized image you have. Make this a real person. Think about how would I think if this person were a woman? How would I think about this person if they were my ethnicity? How would I think about this person if they were a child? How would I think about this person if they were my relative? Let me kind of put a face on this person and not distance myself because one of the ways, again, that we engage in character assassination is that distance we put. Like, I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be people around me. So I'm going to say I wouldn't do that. They just was acting up and making bad decisions. That's why they're in the situation. But let me think about what happens. Well, maybe they didn't act up. Maybe they didn't put themselves in this situation. Let me look at other perspectives. There are some um, bias assessments online that you can look at. One of them I found is the implicit association test. And if you look up Project Implicit, it's got a lot of different tests and, and some of them are on race, some of them on workplace information. So you can just assess a variety of areas Am I engaging in bias? Because if you're engaging in bias in your workplace, that needs to be addressed as well. Do we need to put something in place where we're taking people's names off applications so I'm not discriminating against you based on your name? And yes, people do that. Do I need to take your degree information off in terms of where you got your degree and just look at um, what your degree was in because we engage in biases in that way as well. Oh, I don't want to hire anybody that, that, that went to that school, right? So are there some things that we need to do to, to make our, our work environments bias-free as well so we're not engaging in this character assassination? Like, oh, we don't want to hire any women. You know how they act, right? So where are these stereotypes and these views coming from and how can we eliminate that? You may need to look up information if you find yourself always siding with the police. Well, the police are never wrong. They're here to protect and serve. You may want to look up some information on police brutality. You may want to challenge yourself. It is not that everyone that wears a uniform or, or a, um, a priest's robe or a judge's robe is right all the time. So we need to get out of that place of just because you're in this position of power, that means you're right and these other people must be wrong. Let me examine my feelings and reactions that I'm having. Why am I continuing to have these feelings and reactions, particularly about specific groups? If I notice like ugh, I keep making negative disparaging statements about black men, I keep making negative statements about um, children that grow up in certain neighborhoods. I keep making disparaging statements about people that have a certain mental health condition. Then I need to kind of really challenge myself about where is that coming from and why does it come up with this particular group? as well and, and not other groups. Yeah, get uncomfortable because this kind of thing is uncomfortable because if it were comfortable, we wouldn't be doing it, <laughs> right? So uh, it wouldn't be a problem. It, it has to be uncomfortable for us to make these changes. And I really, if nothing else, want you all to be responsible for your own behavior. Don't keep passing on misinformation. Don't make these statements that are not able to really be backed up that you don't have specific information. Um, we'll, we'll see this happen when there is a horrific incident that happens in a family. Uh, here a few weeks back, um, two brothers were playing around and, and unfortunately one brother ended up shooting another brother and immediately people went to attack this brother. This family is grieving, they're dealing with and here we don't even know what happened because we know that when information first comes out after um, we, we, it's reported in the news, there's the least amount of information known at that time. But here we are jumping on, oh, what people were saying, oh, he was fighting them and oh, he was jealous of them, just attacking this young man who 
has got to deal with the rest of his life for the fact that he mistakenly killed his brother. But, but we didn't see him human. We saw him killer. And so we just thought you got to be an awful person, right? Because that's what we want to believe. We don't want to believe that um, sometimes bad things happen. And it wasn't because somebody intentionally did something bad. And so they're being punished for it. So let's not, let's not be reactionary. Let's, let's actually be factual and let's pause. Sometimes we don't need to say anything like, oh my goodness, I can't imagine what your family's going through. Um, you know, praying for you all, if you're a person that, that, that prays or um, sending hugs and, and, and love to you all and comfort to you all during this difficult time, but, but stay out of folks' business. Compare multiple sources, right? So when you're sharing information, make sure you're sharing information from, from accurate um, sources, different sources. Um, that you can actually confirm that are, are, are truthful, right? So do your part to just show up and be a good human being. Be that person that initiates that conversation like, wait, why are we attacking their mental health? Why are we attacking their physical stature? Why are we, right? Be that person in the conversation to let's think about it from a different perspective. Let's put a face on this. Let's put a value on this person. So show up and be that person. Right. So how do we stop with character assassination? First of all, we, we stop telling people who they are and actually allow people to tell us their experience. Okay, you guys be well. Take care.